This is Shaw Mason, and I will break your ankles if you don't tune into Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today, take everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you just debuted this year. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going to Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we have interviews along the way. This is an interview with Shaw Mason. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever list to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. Like I said, this is an interview with Shaw Mason, and we have him on the line right now. Shaw, how's it going this evening? Yo, what's going on? Uh, I'm so beyond excited to do my first podcast outside of anything within the AIW Patreon, and I'm stoked. So yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Shaw actually has had his first interview. It was with uh, Dustin Alberti, but uh, unfortunately for anybody outside of the AIW Patreon, you're you're not going to hear it. So uh, luckily I have heard it. And uh, I think I I contacted you way after the interview, but I hadn't listened to it yet. I was like really behind on podcasts. So I like after I talked to you about coming on, I finally listened to it. Yeah, they they definitely um, definitely questions. We can definitely go over in any forum to let everybody know. I'm very, very happy to answer any questions um, that wrestling cheers brings to the table. So the great thing about like doing an interview like this is the fact of the fact that if you, if you aren't on the AIW Patreon, you've, you haven't heard anything from Shaw. So I could ask any question and that's, that's kind of a very uh, unique thing and the opportunity to have that, like the, the canvas is blank for Shaw Mason when it comes to a lot of people of like uh, background and everything, like people just don't, know that much but uh normally i don't like to ask like regular questions but i do have the benefit of knowing those and you haven't been an aiw fan that long correct i, I have i have not i it was introduced i think it was 2019 built the last um couple matches that were on that was like alex shedley uh swaggle lee moriarty um and that was my first show uh shout out vin case Kind of got me to go there, longtime fan, mm. and uh, I just absolutely loved it. I loved everything about it. It was at the Odeon, um, probably my favorite place to go is the Odeon. So a little bit of bittersweet moment there um, that this may or may not be the last show at the Odeon. But I just remember, you know, COVID happened, and then shortly after that, I had the opportunity to start training with AIW and just hit the gas pedal from there. Okay, you say 2019, but if I'm correct. 
Oh, yeah, I, definitely. I probably built, was after that. Built the Last was 2020. I, th- I believe that was the very first show of 2020. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think you're right. I keep saying 2019 as well. I, I'm wrong. I'm definitely wrong. I, I can see where you're coming from. It's It kind of feels like 2019 because like COVID hadn't necessarily happened yet. Yeah. Maybe it would happen like happen in like certain parts of the world, but we hadn't gotten the shutdowns. And like to me, like that's what feels like 2020. And I think it was February of 2020. So whatever. It's cool. I'm actually trying to pull up the card for that show, which just I just have to go to the Wrestling Shares Facebook page and look at all the graphics that we posted for that show. But okay, built to last. Oh yeah. That was uh I forgot Swoggle was on that show, but yeah, that was Swoggle versus Super Oprah. Uh, obviously, obviously, you mentioned Alex Shelley and Lee Moriarty. Oh my god, Alex Shelley! When him and Lee went into the crowd, there's this fan next to me who like slapped the back of Alex Shelley, like trying to like get him to just cheer him on, cheer him on, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And Shelley just turned around and said, "Like who the hell touched me?" And he's like, he's looking right at me, and I'm next to my girlfriend. And I, you know, I'm not proud of it. Definitely read that guy out, pointed right at him. I said, it was that guy. And Shelly goes, if you ever fucking touch me again, <laughs> I will kick your ass. And then he tells Lee Moore that he's going to help him get to, to New Japan. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, if you are listening, or whatever, if you're listening okay. and you were that person that uh, did that, I, I want to know who you are. Because <laughs> why would you be so stupid? Like, don't, don't touch wrestlers. Yeah, dude, he almost got the brakes beat off of him. But that was a cool show. Definitely made me want to come back, and we'll give it to him. West Barkley, I, dude was phenomenal. Almost beat up a fan as well. That was, He knocked the cup right out of his hands, and I was like, dude, that's awesome. I want to be like that guy. That's where that whole backstory from West Barkley came about. So shout out West Barkley. Ah, West Barkley's not on. He doesn't have a graphic. Uh, at least I, I don't have one in uh on wrestling chairs for it. He could have easily been an unannounced match. I don't remember. I think he was just came out alongside of uh, Bishop. Yeah. Cause he, uh, Bishop was the main event. Yeah. And that huge, like if I was at a six man, I forget what it was, but yeah, a uh, huge six man. And then uh, the winner became or received an absolute title shot for uh, a show that never happened. I need to apologize. Another thing that happened at that show so, um, guys like Dom, a lot of people, well, I'm a fan at heart. I'm a fan at heart. Mm-hmm. My, my, my indie knowledge and maybe some of my knowledge stemming back to older wrestling is very, very minimal. At least was, I'm obviously doing the best I can to learn and learn more and more every day. Mm-hmm. And on that show, I remember I had a WWE title belt and I'm walking back by the merch stand and I, I'm just fixated on, I want Swaggle to sign my belt. And I did, I got it. And when I went up at the time, I wasn't, I didn't acknowledge like Fonzie was Fonzie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, I really want Swaggle to sign my belt. And I wasn't like, it wasn't clicking who that was. And he thought that I wanted him to sign my belt. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Swaggle. And just like kind of looking back on that now, I'm like, oh my goodness. I just disrespected one of the, you know what I mean? Like one of the coolest guys in the building. And that's just a cringe moment that I have to tell. 
Yeah, the, I, I could see where you're coming from on that one, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the fans that come to these shows, like not I should say not some of the fans, but like there's going to be some that like don't understand everything. They might not know who who Fonzie is, or maybe like they knew who he was, but like they haven't thought about him in like a long time, so it just just flat out doesn't click. So people at training always joke around and say, Sean, I'm pretty sure you were just, you know, working at the exchange one day and went by the wrestling section and said, yeah, I could try to do that. Thinking I have no, you know, prior knowledge to the topic. I mean, it's a joke. I've made uh, quite a lot online that the, the Fairlawn location has a bunch of AIW DVDs. They're all girls night out DVDs, but they're AIW DVDs at the same time. And I remember the first time I seen that, like I did a double take, like what? the hell is AIW DVDs doing here? And like, I've been to enough uh, exchanges to know, like, that's not normal. You know, I'm not going to promise anything. Um, I would just say, don't be surprised if you see, start to see more and more AIW merchandise within the exchange, especially the, the Cleveland area exchange stores. So no promises, but don't be surprised if you end up seeing it. Okay. That seems like a, a, a kind of a natural transition. Cause I do want to talk about the exchange. Yeah, and it's partially because like I can't go there and like spend a little amount of money like ever. Like I go in there, I'm searching around everything that I can think of to try to find or like see if uh, which which or what things I should buy. And like the metamorphosis of the exchange over the years is insane. And then I've just over the past year uh, or maybe maybe yeah, about a year or two where. I've noticed a lot more, especially a lot more wrestling stuff. Like actually like it's almost like they're uh, purchasing from ringside collectibles. Cause I've just noticed some things like, Oh, you have this now. Like, especially the one by me, like they have like one of their walls uh, towards the ceiling is just nothing but wrestling stuff. So I would say at least the one that I go to in um, Parma Heights per se, when I was like growing up, like there were very little wrestling figures wrestling dvds at least at the from my memory my at the time that i recall mm-hmm. and you know growing up the, it became bigger and bigger and more figures more belts rings shirts whatever you call it um it just seems like i don't know if it's like hey like we could sell this stuff or <laughs> i could i could i honestly couldn't even tell you what it is but i'm glad that there is wrestling memorabilia within the stores of the exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, the fans need it. Everyone needs it. We're perfect for each other. Match made in heaven to say the least. And then the AIW thing, like that's, that's two companies that I spend a lot of money on every single year, one way or another. Yeah. I don't really know how rent gets paid between investing in the, you know, my pro wrestling dream and also seeing my hobbies at the exchange working there, whatever it is. So good. I will say, so what, what is it like working at at the exchange? That's uh, I would bet that that sometimes can be pretty interesting. Call me bias. It's the coolest place on earth. Like, Oh yeah. Whether you're a movie guy, music, uh, memorabilia game, whatever it is, the exchange literally has it all. I'm staring at my wrestling DVD collection, my gaming collection, my movie collection, vinyl just got into that. About a year and a half ago, I love it. The exchange 
it's if there's anything you can take from this interview that's not wrestling related, please, please, please pick something in your life that you love and it won't be a job. It's you will be yeah. somewhere that you love and it's makes life. That is the only job I've ever had that I can work nine to nine, whatever it is. And it, it'll fly by. Cause I just, the place is awesome. Yeah. It seems like a lot of the workers that I've ever ran into, like are having, I don't want to say having fun, fun, but like enough for like, you know, they're chatting maybe about some of the music that, that they're, that's been playing. And obviously that, that gets picked by the workers uh, and all that kind of stuff. So it's some place I've said that, let's say I would, you know, like win the lottery or, you know, I'd get a lot of money. I would, I'm the kind of person I would still want to work a little bit, but I wouldn't want to make it to be something that's like, hardcore responsibilities and all that kind of stuff. I would work at a place like the exchange because I like a lot of the stuff there. And like, in my opinion, they're of the stores I've been to, cause I haven't obviously been to a mall. The three best are Parma Fairlawn and the one by me in Chicago falls. And the one uh, good, I was gonna say the one by me didn't get as good until they moved locations, which literally was like, it's in the same plaza, but like, two doors down and they moved into a, a much bigger space. And like they use that to like buy more stuff and fill it. And like, it's, it's amazing. So fun fact, the Parma location is actually expanding into oh, shit. the, the unit next to it. So not only will there be more space, there'll be like more vinyl, you know, maybe there's going to be an empty case for something that I can't promise you. Um, <laughs> But I think it's going to be a really cool thing. Everyone there deserves it. The exchange is for everybody. Um, biggest misconception is I thought I was going to be playing video games all day and opening cases for people. Um, there's a lot more to the job, but I've learned, you know, um, people there are just awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the shout out to the exchange for just being the coolest place on earth. And you should go to it if you haven't checked it out for the listeners. That is. Uh, the thing that I love about them is it's, it's in a way it's like a local record store as in like, I, there's ones that I do go to that are, you know, mom and pop type shops, but at, uh, at the same time with at least they're like, there's all these locations and all this kind of stuff and being able to like go support, uh, a company like that is something that I do love. And the fact that there is just so much there. And I've, I've talked about, or even like, not even say I've talked about it, but I know like for my birthday, uh, this past year, um, me and my wife, we went vinyl hunting or I went vinyl hunting. She came with me and I try to stay away from the exchange only because like, there's some that I've been to a lot, but there were a few like Parma and Fairlawn that I don't go to enough. So I made sure I stopped it at those two and yeah, spent a lot of money at both of those. Spent money other places too, but stopping at both of those at the end was like just an overload of stuff. And the fact that I love that you can go from store to store to store to find different things. Like if you're like, if you're hunting for something, like just because one exchange has it doesn't mean the other one will and vice versa. For sure. And you can definitely get things sent from one to the other. Um, I think it was really cool about the exchange. Like it really has that local store feel. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like we're very close to their customers. Um, I'm just going to use this time because not a lot of people know, know about this. Like this experience card thing, it's, 
It's free. Like you just need an email. They don't spam your email. It's like the coolest way to just get points based on anything that you purchase. If anybody's listening to that, please understand that. Cause there's people that just like, no, I don't want you spam my email. No, I don't want to pay for it. And it's like, it's such a hassle freak reward card. You don't get many of those these days. Yeah. I don't think I've ever got an email from the exchange. Not that I could think if I did, like it's one of the, it's rare. It's not like target or lids or other, I know other stores that I go to have some sort of like membership thing and I get sent a bunch of things. And I'm to a point where some of those I'm canceling because or I'm unsubscribing to. I'm just like, yeah, if, if I want something, I'll go get it. But yeah, I I don't I don't think I get any. You get a free birthday discount, like you get twenty percent oh, yeah. on the use use vinyl, man. You spend a hundred bucks, you just save twenty percent, eighty dollars right there out the door. So when when it does come to vinyl, I noticed when you post did the picture of the CDR with your theme on it that you have a a. a decent collection of vinyl uh what are what are some of your favorite things in there uh i really like my hip-hop vinyl i'm not gonna lie to you okay um shout out my boss dan he his collection is outrageous and i don't know if i'll ever catch up to him it's a constant battle (laughs) um he has things in hip-hop he's he always makes this joke that he's giving away more records than he's than i've ever collected so in terms of what i have in there um, I got Notorious, B.I.G., Jay-Z, um, Eminem. I could keep going on about, I'll stop it. I'll, I'll just stop there. Cause we, I could just keep going on. Um, nothing compared to his, I've gotten into it. It's been about two years. I would say I I'm North of two fifty at this point. Um, and I got probably maybe a buck 50 CDs as well. I don't got rock to got rock to hip hop, rock, pop. It's kind of where I'm at. I'm a little bit everywhere when it comes to my vinyl, though. I am severely lacking on hip hop. Like, I only have just off the top of my head. I, if I'm correct, I only have like two rap artists. One I have a lot of, and then one I have one of. But like most people have never necessarily heard. Well, I'd say most people, but it's like it's not highly sought after. It's somewhat rare but it's just not highly sought after and that's uh, the one i have a lot of is because i'm a huge fan of them i have a lot of icp crazy thing about their stuff is some of it has really uh increased in value and uh it's there some of those uh albums i have are worth like two three hundred dollars so that like blows my mind but the one that i have that it's only one of is uh, a rapper by the name of proof who was eminem's best friend and it's oh, a man. yeah it's a it's an album I've had since like 2000, I want to say about 2007-ish. Like, I know I bought it after he died, but it was just because like I didn't have like, I only had his uh, full-length album. But Man, we could we could talk after the show of uh, what you want for that. Oh, uh, uh, no, no. I will, n- awesome. I, will, I will never sell Proof's electric Kool-Aid acid testing. That was an album that was only released on vinyl, not even an album, just an EP that was only released on vinyl and uh, MP3. Like he released it on the, his website at the time. And when I, I mean, I mean, you can find it. It's uh, I know on eBay and it's not super expensive because people aren't like clamoring for like proof. Like if, if something like just out of nowhere just blew up about him and like all of a sudden people were wanting to buy some of his albums and mixtapes and all stuff like that, which I have a bunch of like actually me and uh, Isaiah Broner have talked about proof, but um, if all that, all that would happen, like, yeah, people would 
go crazy for and the value would just skyrocket. But it's, I want to say you can get that on eBay for maybe about 50. Any, even that I'm not a hundred percent sure on, but yeah, that's, it has a sentimental value of number one of, I've always loved proof. Uh, it was one of my first vinyl albums that I had. I consider it the one that started my collection because I did have like two other albums, but I can't remember if which one I bought first, but I was always more proud of the proof one. And before I had a record player, which was, I didn't buy one until March. Uh, but all these years, like if I had them, they were just used for like decoration or whatnot. But then I got into it more this year. Uh, but at the end of the end of the day, like uh, I was kind of saying, like I'm really lacking on rap, and it's something I've I've noticed. And I'm like, damn, like I have like I have other I have rap albums on like CD, but not as much on vinyl. I think I want to get Dr. Dre Chronic 2001 because I've seen that at a record store in Kent. At the hanging on my wall. <laughs> uh, I want Eminem albums, but I don't want uh like Curtain Call. Like I want the full length albums. And that's actually one thing with me with vinyl. I try not to buy a lot of like greatest hits albums type things. Like I want the, the full length uh, studio albums. It really, I mean, honestly, it depends like certain artists like Eminem, I'm going to want everything he released. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, notorious BIG, everything he released, uh, Jay-Z. I don't know if we're going to get there, but something like that. Mm-hmm. Every. But there are also like artists where like, you know what, maybe you got to settle for a greatest hits. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of ones that I've, I'm willing to accept. Like in my collection, uh, outside of like, there are ones that I, w- I was given as gifts, uh, mostly if they're older artists, like, and I mean old, like I have some Elvis stuff. Like I don't have an actual like studio Elvis album. I have like greatest hit stuff. I have some Johnny Cash greatest hit stuff. Um, Buddy Holly couple other it's like it's like people like that to where like though their studio albums weren't as well known but like definitely more modern artists like obviously i'm a i'm a huge fan of kiss they have a ton of studio albums and, oh, I've, yeah. and I've bought oh, yeah. a lot of them i gotta take this time to shout out um members only and Derek dillinger we were talking about music in the car and we were trying to get you know calvin G. Lewis to, you know, get a turntable, get into collecting vinyl. And I'm going to make the joke saying, yeah, we're also trying to teach Malcolm Cambridge a little bit about hip hop as well. He'll, he'll tell you he knows a little bit about it, but I'll always mess with him and say that he doesn't. Big, uh, big Earl sweatshirt fan. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's just like, I love physical media in general, like even CDs or even, even cassettes. Um, there's just something about holding uh, the media in your hand and whatnot, especially like with vinyl, like, you know, having to like flip it and whatnot. And even like kind of like learning, like sometimes you need to clean it and everything. I, I really need to upgrade my turntable though. I have a I just, shitty one. What do you got? Uh, like I got a, a Sony and it's, uh, it's, it's basically it's, I didn't buy it uh, like normal type thing. Like I bought it off of someone on Facebook, so I don't know the exact uh, how much it's worth, but I know like it doesn't have a counterweight and that's kind of a, what I've learned is a big deal and like, it's good for a starter, but I'm going to need to upgrade. Yeah. I got a Sony too. I, 
I'm looking into the Audio Technica. Same. Just got to save it up. Just got to save up some money. I want to go big or go home if I get a new turntable. I want to get, uh, it's like it's a lower end Audio Technica. And I will say lower end because there's those ones that are like five, six hundred dollars. But this one's like right around two. And it's, um, I forget the exact number, but it has the capability of doing uh, regular line out audio and Bluetooth. And like I have like with my setup, I have like, you know, speakers going into the why am I blanking on what it's called? I'm really blanking on what that thing is called. But anyway, where I have like all my everything's plugged into it, the cassette deck, uh, turntable, uh, receiver, receiver. Sorry, I'm, I'm also pulling at the simultaneously. I'm pulling on my discogs. I use a discogs app to kind of you know, same, track. same big discogs guy now. I fucking love discogs. Like I've I've only bought a couple albums off there, but it is fun to keep track of things. Shaw Mason's a five star customer on discogs. Got to keep the buyers ha- the sellers happy. I am also a uh, five star. There you go. I think I've only bought th- I've only bought three albums though. Uh, what was it? Um, Metallica ride the lightning. Uh, a best of Frank Sinatra. So that's another one that I have. That's a, a best of and uh, one that I bought years ago was a uh, ICP's Great Malenko. That's one of those albums that's worth like two three hundred dollars now, and I bought it for like seventy maybe back then. But um, but anyway, like with the Audio Technica that I want. I can have it go to my speakers or I can flip it on Bluetooth. And what I want to do is get a, a new sound bar for our living room TV that also has Bluetooth to where like, maybe I want to listen to my music, but I want to listen to it in the living room. And I don't want to like necessarily just blare my regular speakers. So I was like, I can turn on that. So that's like kind of a plan for me for next year. I want to do like a, tell you my top five within my discogs, Based on maybe the median value, I won't go with the max. The max is kind of like a outrageous. <laughs> Got to get the. I, w- I want to let the, the listeners know what Shaw Mason is spinning on the week de- on the weekdays and weekends. So I think first, uh, and I'll admit this one isn't in the best of condition. And pro- very little aren't in good condition in the Shaw Mason collection. That is the Eminem Royce the Five Nine Bad Meets Evil held the sequel. Um, Followed by the Notorious B.I.G. Life After Death 25th Anniversary Box Set, Neo, Year of the Gentleman, 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, and then Jay-Z's The Blueprint 3. Those would be the top five. Top five worth or just top five you listen to? Uh, Top five worth, I would say. Do you just put your your vinyl in there or do you put your CDs in there too? Uh, I do put my CDs in there now, yeah. Yeah, I love the fact that there's the barcode reader. So it's just like scan the barcode, throw it in, because that's whenever I got into finally fully into Discogs, because I, I used to just use it as to keep track of uh, stuff I was looking for. And then it turned into like, I'm going to log all my stuff. So I just sat here one day and just like took a barcode, the barcode scanner and everything. The only thing except for some of my older vinyl with no barcode, like that was a little harder, obviously, because you got to type it in. But other than that, just like scan, oh, it's this one, scan, oh, it's this one, scan, oh, it's this one. And yeah, I got a, I got a ton. Like my, my collection is worth, according to Discogs, uh, the median one, the one in the middle, uh, 4.6 thousand. 
it says it can go as high as up to 9.7. Nice. Nice. Um, I think it was a, I think it's a, for like a unspoken rule that we don't say that we don't say the Maximedians, but if, I guess if we're, if we're doing it, I got nothing to hide. I'm at median just under 7,000 maximum 14. Nice. I really tried to make sure that the, like, cause there's like probably so many different prints of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, really try to make sure that everything's as accurate as possible. Some of them rock records that were released in Argentina under different labels are confusing sometimes, but I try to read the right number. Yeah. Like when it comes to the vinyl, that's where it can be tricky. Cause like all the different like plants and everything like back then, like seventies, like I've noticed that more with like kiss where it's just like, yeah, when this album originally came out, there was like, well, there was like, this pressing plant and this pressing plant. And you're on like just on the like within the uh US releases, but it's a ton. So yeah, I I try, but there I know there's some that it's just like there was something I bought not too long ago where oh actually no, I was gonna say I thought it was actually the one that I got a really good steal from the exchange where they sold uh, an original version of Sublime's 40 ounce to freedom, which was changed on the re-release like there's a bunch of stuff they they took out like a whole different a whole track they took off the end of of one of the songs and like there's a different there's different parts and different songs that are they took out and the the re-release is not worth a ton but the other one's worth a little bit more than that and i went in the exchange and got it for seven dollars and i wasn't necessarily looking for it i just happened to like check sublime and the the one of the biggest tells for me what it was because i already owned a copy the the spine doesn't say like sublime 40 ounces of freedom it's just like a bunch of symbols and when i seen that i was like oh oh shit they don't know what they have shit i better buy this i'm glad that you got a deal that's what the exchange is all about but yeah the my vinyls let me see i'm just gonna go with like some of my favorites because i can't go i don't like going by worth because i know like my icp some of the the most valuable ones that i have and then my Johnny Cash, um, the Legend of Johnny Cash, which is a best of record. I got it for a deal somewhere else, and it was worth like seventy dollars when I bought it. But I think I paid like fifteen, if that. Um, so like a love kiss. Uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Buying that on vinyl, that was a. I feel like a really good investment. System of a Down Toxicity. Bought that not too long ago, and I listened to it, and I forgot how much I really enjoyed that album. Uh, and I'll go with uh, Johnny Cash at San Quentin. I'm a huge fan of that album. Nice. Like I own it, like two copies of it on vinyl. Only reason why I own two is I have one that I bought, and then my dad gave me his copy shortly after. And I was like, well, I'm gonna just keep them both. And then I got like an extended version on CD, and then the entire concert on box set uh, on CD. That's a little uh, little taste of what I I got going on. But I need I need to really work on my rap. But I think some some of the albums I looked at, I remember being like really expensive. Like I want to say the, uh, the Machiavelli album was pretty high. I say pretty high, like it might have been like fifty. Yeah, I think we stocked that brand new a reissue of it. I, dude, I can't remember the price off the top of my head, but I thought it was like thirty eight. I'm probably wrong, but yeah, they. Universal just kind of rose their prices, so everything's kind of... Mm. It's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game. Oh, yeah. 
And the crazy thing, like vinyl never really died. Like it's just not as many people were collecting it, but it was still like collectible. And then over the past like decade or so, it's gained in popularity again. And even to the point of like a place like the exchange, like when I was going there as a kid and a teenager, they, they weren't selling vinyl. And then now they are. And then you have the some that are, that also sell VHS tapes. And I love that too. They definitely, if I'm not mistaken, vinyl has outsold CDs the past few years. Yes. Uh, I do believe you're correct. And that's absolutely awesome. I'm all for it. I don't want, I would say I don't want CDs to die, but I don't think they are. It is the crazy thing you have with a lot of the physical media is when you see something just raise in price. One of the things that I've mentioned a lot is this particular movie is not available on streaming anywhere. You can't even like buy a digital version. So when it's at the exchange, it's, if I'm correct, I want to say $70 on DVD. And that is a uh, pop classic known as Spice World. Hey, you can always bring in trade to apply <laughs> towards that purchase. <laughs> Speaking of CDs, though, um, you know, you're always, you know, coming out of training, you're always taught like, hey, always be prepared to have your music lined up with promoters so that they're ready to go, whether that be Apple Music, YouTube, Spotify, um, Flash Drive, Art, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I had everything ready to go. And in addition, I had my entrance song on a CD. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the other wrestlers and trainers thought that was the most outrageous thing in the world. And it's funny. It's funny. Nobody has a CD, you know, player in their side of the computer anymore anyway, but I always just thought it would just be good to have maybe, I don't know. And it is now infamous in AIW. Sean Mason's burnt CD. Have you had to use it yet? No, but I really, I really want to, I really want someone to ask me like, Hey, can we use that CD for your entrance? And then my life will be complete at that point in time. <laughs> I look at that as you're being prepared like you're prepared for anything. Well, as long as you have like available on flash drive and other things too, like it's covering all bases because I could only imagine you're going to work somewhere where they will be working off of a CD player. I mean, Hey, if, if I have my entrance on all formats, but I forget my wrist tape one step forward, two steps back, maybe, but <laughs> yeah, I try to be prepared. I try. Uh, what's your what's your favorite album on vinyl? Pick one. My f my favorite Eminem vinyl. No, just favorite album on vinyl. Oh, album album on vinyl. That's hard. That's hard. I love you, the gentleman. That's just that's something that I listen to the exchange a lot. I I'm very proud that I own that album. I love Get Rich or Die Trying. Um, I need to buy that one on vinyl. I love Recovery. Uh, I need to buy that one too. When the smoke clears, three six mafia. That's great. Um, get ready to die. The yeah. black album, blueprint. Oh my, I, dude! I really could just sit. <laughs> I could just sit down and I could just sit down and just go on and on. Music is awesome. I like this wasn't it was two years ago, mm -hmm. and I'm just grateful that I'm. I don't know. I don't know everything. There is snow by far. I'm very surface, but I'm very very appreciative of the history of the world of final rock hip hop. Like I, I love it. I love it. I'm 
trying to learn learn more and more as I go. This is great. It's awesome. Okay, now that you're you're a wrestler and uh, you've watched more of like older wrestling, have you have you delved into the uh, John Cena rap album or the uh, Macho Man rap album? So I I own John Cena's rap album on CD. I do not have the Macho Man CD, but I've I've listened to both, mm-hmm. and phenomenal. They're both phenomenal. <laughs> I actually have the Macho Man album. That John Cena album is where my inner swaggy B came through at the Winchester. I mean, I I figured that whole thing definitely there was like you know some Cena there, but just talking you here like your music taste like there was also like your music taste bled through there too. I would say a lot of my music taste comes from my mom. I'd say a lot of like what I collect kind of comes from the people I work with the exchange, especially my boss, just kind of um, just really who influenced what I would listen to. And then got a collection over, over the course of time. What was the uh, last album you bought? The last album I bought, I bought was eight ball and MJG's greatest hits, but that's not the, I, that's not the only album I had by them, but I did buy their greatest hits. I'm, I don't know if I'm proud to admit, but I did just get another Justin Bieber album. Yikes. I shouldn't have said that, but I did. I mean, you're you're, you're at that age where like when you were really young that he was popular. Sean Mason is just, I have a lot of interest. That's that's just who I am. I mean, when it comes to music, I mean, whatever makes you happy. Like I'm not a Bieber fan, but I also, I grew up listening to, and I, I mean, I still like them. I like uh, Spice Girls. Recently, like rebought their albums on CD. I need to buy. Um, got to gotta get their greatest hits picture disc. We got that at the exchange. I don't want the greatest hits picture disc. There's the uh, they re-released their two albums uh, for the 25th anniversary for both of them. Like we're now to the 25th anniversary of Spice World. That just that was released very recently, like within a month or yeah, about two months. I want to say. Like I want to pick, I want to pick those up, but like I listen to those, uh, more of a modern music for me is, and especially it's, it is like pop. Like I love Billie Eilish. I think she's fucking awesome. And I don't care what anybody says. And actually her song with Justin Bieber is, might be one of my favorites. Definitely got to get that Billie Eilish on vinyl. I I have them all on vinyl. (laughs) I have them all on vinyl, all on CD. Yes, yes, yes. Nice. Nice. I want to buy her first album, uh, another copy of it. I want to get the Target exclusive because it glows in the dark. And I am a sucker for glows in the dark stuff. So that's on my list to like rebuy. But yeah, I got all three on vinyl and all three on CD. That that is what's up. (laughs) Happy happy for you. I'm happy for you. So going back to your uh, Calling All Skeletons character... Um, like I said, it seemed like your music taste did, uh, come out there. Was this, uh, your first idea and like, how, how did that all come about for you? You know, I had a few ideas that I wanted to pitch and I, w- I wasn't sure what we were looking for for mm-hmm. this show. I knew it was, it was going to be fun no matter what it was. And I'll just put it to sum it up. I probably annoyed a lot of people with, my paper of ideas of what I could be doing for that (laughs) show all got shot down. And then I was just like, 
you know, there's there's kind of just like this locker room nickname that I kind of had. It was Swaggy B. And that was before everyone found out how annoying I was. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be like John Cena, Thugonomics, call me Swaggy B. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to freestyle. That was a joke. It started off as a joke. But that ended up being the one that we went with. And I had fun doing it. I wish I would have done maybe a little bit better of a job, but I did have fun doing it. What do you mean you think you could have done a better job? What was it that you didn't do, think you did a good job on? Man, I definitely baffled my words out there, but, uh, you know, I, I, I kept it cool. I kept it confident. I had a, It was a fun time. I didn't catch anything in the moment, or at least nothing that I can remember, but I haven't gone back and rewatch it. To, uh, you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> the, thing, the thing that I remember the most about... Uh, that whole character, I don't want to say that about the character, but it was like you coming out was obviously we don't know who everybody is, but when your music hit, the person that I believe who is your sister started to go nuts. Miss Frizzle, Miss Frizzle. At the uh, sister. <laughs> yeah, that is her nickname now among us fans is Miss Frizzle. Just because Miss- just because of that fucking costume, but uh, which she killed up, by the way. But when she started to go crazy, I was like, oh, this is Sean Mason. She felt that she should have, not surprising, she felt that she should have at least been nominated as one of the contestants for the winning of the costume contest. Yeah, there were a lot of people pissed that they didn't win. I mean, hers was like so spot on. Like, but what was it like? Was it all? Yeah, everybody that won was some wrestling related. Hey, she's the... She's the heart of the Shaw Mason fan base, and she, she has she has a lot of fun at the shows. And you know, I I don't hear a lot when I'm wrestling. Like you know, I hear fans, but like my focus kind of shifts. If there's one thing that kind of overcomes my mind during wrestling while in the ring, it's it's her in the stand. So. Shout out. She's always been like that. She's always been number one supporter, amateur wrestling, always been that, that, that presence in the, in the stands. Yeah. Her at hell on earth. And like, I don't know if it was someone she knew or just standing next to for your match. Like they were uh, a Cisco fan. <laughs> so there was this, so, like, there was this yeah. like back and forth between them and watching that was pretty fucking funny. So let's let's talk about let's talk about it. Let's build the Cisco Shaw backstory even further than it already would. Obviously, you know we shared the wrestling room together. Um, that fan of Cisco's actually went to I, I I think it's nursing school. I think that they went to nursing school with my sister. So not only do me and Cisco got back backstory in the ring, we got fans going at it one on one that went to school with you know, with one another. And it was just, it was just a, it was awesome. I'm not going to lie. I, I was wondering, cause it was like, I feel like they know each other, but like, they're so like against the other wrestlers. So what the hell? But yeah, that was, uh, that was very funny to watch. Cause I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't too far from him. Hey, I'm sorry if, um, if she may, may have taken anyone's seat that show, I want to say sorry to that, but. Hey, she was having a great time. I will say that. I hope I saw a lot of fans having a very good time. So that show 
was very memorable and I'll never forget that. I can't wait till we go back to four sports. That's going to be a great time. Yeah. I, I do enjoy that venue, especially with like how spacious, spacious it is. Uh, Cause I, that's a pet peeve I have of certain venues where they j- just gets too crowded and I never feel, feel like that there. Yeah. I hope that we, I can't help but think about the Odeon. I, I hope that something works out there. Um, Cause that that's somewhere that we debuted. That's my, you know, come the 30th, that might be, that might be it. I mean, if, if this is the end of the Odeon era, your class is going to be the only class to debut there. No other class has. The rest were either, uh, the very few that I think that debuted in Turner's Hall, if, if at all, can't remember. A lot of them debuted at Mount Carmel. You have the Bitcoin boys and bulking season that, debuted at Gold Horton Brewery and then you have your class members only also I mean not they weren't officially a class but they did debut like separate from everybody they got such a big pop on their debut I get like that was awesome I'm happy for them yeah they were they were two dudes that you know we've we've just seen around for a while and they they also had that like pre-debut where they were they went uh at the Canton Street Show but then they got to debut at the Odeon like not that long after. I can't remember if it was Sunny Days or uh, the Danhausen Show, one of those two. But yeah, they've uh, in their short time in AIW, they've they've built up a a fan base, and it's pretty cool to see. It, they are just an outsider looking in. They are a very talented tag team. With oh man, they they're just so fun to work with. And dude, I can I can I just speak so highly of them. They they're my buddies. Not gonna lie. How was that uh, uh booking this past weekend? Uh that was a pretty I don't say a long trip, but I mean it's it's decent. Oh, we went out to uh Paradigm mm-hmm. Jeffersonville, Indiana. Yep. Definitely um they're ta- uh <laughs> they're kinda like it was that's the crowd. It was good it was good energy. Um definitely got to wrestle some different people in different styles. Um, learned some different different rules to that match. Uh, definitely more of a shooter isk feel out there, mm-hmm. and I think I jumped pretty well. Um, I'd definitely do it again. Definitely do it again. I'm glad I got the opportunity to do that. Yeah, when I saw you got announced for a match, where also contain Alex Kane, like I was like, oh shit. So I think the card got the card got switched around a little bit, and I didn't. Russell Alex King. I don't know how that was necessarily made up. Um, it wasn't a tournament or anything. It was more, I couldn't, I can't really speak much on it. Cause I truly just don't, I, I didn't know the big picture to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did end up getting, it, it's not a title match per se. It's more like for like a, uh, like a medal. Didn't came up short, but you know, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I need to, I need more medals. Oh, was it the, um, Midwest Territory Chain? I believe that is what it was called. I believe that is. Again, I'm still still yeah. <laughs> learning kind of what I'm what I'm coming up against. Um that was a new territory for me. I just know that I really 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 want to go back. Yeah, one thing I've said about, you know, a lot of AIW students when I when I get to see them make those type of road trips and see them go out like further and further instead of like just this local area, just like northeast Ohio or even down to Columbus, like actually get out 
further get on those trips like it is really cool to see um you know there there are those wrestlers that you know stick within a small radius or maybe they just work aiw or whatever company they're a part of and like that's it but actually getting out there going down to especially jeffersonville jeffersonville like it's not the greatest like it's not necessarily a big destination for a lot of people for wrestling i mean i went down there once but you know that was like my own little thing i like i have a personal belief that i would seriously like sit down and think to myself like i would wrestle anywhere any stipulation uh fans no fans you know mountaintop underground whatever it is like i just want to wrestle i love just being in the ring i love everything there is about the sport i don't you know, we were kind of also trained at AIW, like, hey, there's no match too big nor too small. And the focus is, like, how can we tell a story? How can we have a great match and do everything within that wrestling match to to perfect to as perfect as we can get it as possible? Mm. You, if you take that mindset, like, hey, you're willing to work hard no matter whatever you're doing, even if it's not in the ring, if you're just being a part of that show, like, I'm going to be the best at ring crew that day or something like that's the kind of mindset they kind of really trained us to have at AIW. Mm-hmm. So I truly just love, I love traveling with, with the guys. I love wrestling. I love like, this is my life now. And like I was saying before about, I bring the exchange back into it. <laughs> I personally don't do things in my life that I don't want to do. Like I, I, everything that I do, I do it because I love and I truly like, why wouldn't you do that? We're not here that long. So um, that perfectly relates to traveling to anywhere in this country. Um, I would wrestle for regardless of what the stipulation is. I absolutely just want to wrestle and wrestle as much as possible. That is my goal. And that's a great way to start off, you know, like just knowing that you want to get out there. And obviously, you know, uh, I became a fan from as soon as you came out. And yeah, I, I, I'd want to see more of that from you. And shout out to all the people that put up with me on car <laughs> rides. I say some crazy things, partly just the, you know, icebreakers and have funny stories to tell. Um, just shout out to everyone bringing me and giving me the opportunity to wrestle with them because I will give you 110%. And I'll never forget the people that helped me along the way. Uh, I hate I hate to bring the show down, but you know we got the the show at the end of the month. Uh, you're going against Filthy Tom Lawler, Jet Black New Year, but it's not necessarily this show that I want to talk about. It's the anniversary of the day before. It'll be the uh, five year anniversary that uh, since you lost your mother, and like that's something that I I kind of relate to. Uh, unfortunately you lost yours at a much younger age and your mother was only like two years older than me. So that like my heart goes out to you on that. Like what, you know, tell us about your mom. What, what exactly happened? Man, if you think I have any place in a wrestling ring, you should, you should have met my mom. My mom was the delight in every room that she went into. She was so beyond funny. It doesn't matter who you were. She would connect with you. Um, but yeah, I was at a, a senior year. Um, you know, she, like I said, she, she had me at 16. Uh, so I was 17 
when she went, I think she, so math, what 33, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so she, it, it was a senior high school, two day wrestling tournament. Um, night one, I weighed out, we went to go get Chipotle, whatever it was. And she unexpectedly passed away and everything just changed. Boom. Like it was, it was never the same. I didn't, stone cold life change. Mm-hmm. I had the family, the support system. We got through it. Um, and I really just used her as motivation. Like, you know what? Um, she, she constantly told me like, yeah, like I, I shouldn't be here. Like people wanted to give me up, uh, whatever it was. Um, I essentially shouldn't be here. And I always just kind of made it my, my goal. Like I'm going to show them like you did this for a reason. You had me for a reason and you took care of me. Mm-hmm. So this is me. Everything I do is really just trying to like pay tribute to her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I say she's my motivations, I, I mean it like uh, having a kid at 16, being kicked out and me physically like I'm about to graduate college. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm trying to fulfill my dreams in pro wrestling. Like I would say that's all, that's all just a shout out to her. Mm-hmm. And man, I really hate to put Tom Lawler on the on spot like this, but come come January thirtieth, I'm not I'm not leaving purposeless. Mm-hmm. I'm le- I'm I'm coming out with the win, and I'm going to do that in her name. And I'm just sorry that Tom Lawler is going to have to have the other end of that stick. But that you don't really you don't really get between between family. So sorry, Tom. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that that rematch. Um seems like you've had a lot of rematches but i remember when this the first match of this was announced i was like oh fuck we're showing throwing shaw mason into the the deep end already he's going up against filthy tom that's that's a pretty notable opponent and now you get uh a second shot of him at this show the last uh show with the Odeon. you know i'm kind of i'm very grateful that i got that opportunity and to me this is like hey what is this kid gonna do mm. what can he handle and I can't really think about anybody right now. I just got to think about, unfortunately, myself in the situation. And I was trained for this, right? AIW trained me for this moment. I have all the tools I need to step up and put on a show. I'm ready for this. I, I don't I don't want, I haven't wanted anything more in my life than this moment. And I'm not trying to like sound cliche or anything, but like, Throwback to my debut. I was made for this. I really, really, truly believe that that Shaw Mason. He was Shaw Mason was made for this these types of moments. I need to go back and watch your debut. It's been a while since I've rewatched any AIW show, especially with you know streaming rights changing recently. But I kind of want to relive that whole show and see uh, re-examine all your first matches, or at least the ones uh, on TV, and just. I know you and fucking um, crap. Why am I blanking on his name now? Tall dude. Sam Hartway. Holloway. Yeah. Okay. Kept wanting to say Sam Shaw. Nice. <laughs> nice. But that was mostly that. Like for those who don't know, Samuel Samuel Shaw is now Dexter Loomis, and I'm like, I know I got Sam right. I know that's that. But yeah, Sam Holloway. Like the the sections you both had were fucking crazy. And then when you're in a match together uh, on n- night two of Jalen, it it was even worse. Man, I would I just 
the debut itself against West Barkley was just so like surreal. It mm-hmm. was so awesome. And I tried my very best to take it in at first, but you can only do so much. Cause like, man, that's your first time out there. But that second show, not second show, the, the six man that we were part of. Yeah. That was so fun. That was, it was like, we all went out there, all six of us, uh, five of us, six, six debut, mm-hmm. six debut. We just, we had so much fun out there and we performed. So, I mean, I would say we performed pretty well. Not sure what the critics are saying, but it was just such a fun time to be out there. And like, I just, that definitely confirmed that I wanted to do that for the long run. I think kind of the benefit is like you had your debut match and that kind of like potentially shook off any jitters. Like you, you just had your one-on-one debut. Okay. Now all six of you go back in the ring and wrestle each other to where I feel like that could definitely be an easier match for all of you because you've already had like the pressure taken off. Now you're, you're all going to be in the ring together, which norm for most of the debuts, they were like uh, all, all in one, like all the students were in one match, but instead this time you guys got more experienced opponents. And I do like that there is what there was kind of a backstory with you and Wes too. Yes, there is. There definitely is a backstory with me and Wes and that guy told me crazy amount. There's so many people I can think we won't make that a podcast of what this is. The the list is endless top to bottom. Um, I will make an effort to say those six debut guys in that ring are so talented, very hardworking and much deserve all the recognition in the world. And I just want to give that to them. And shout out to all the people that has helped us get there. Like this company is so special. Um, but we will make this a let's thank everybody and include them on. We won't do that. We'll keep talking wrestling. Well, uh, we've gone on for over an hour, so uh, there's only one thing left to do, and uh, we gotta get into the Fave Five questions. Let's do it. That is the wrong button. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave Five Questions. Now, can you dig it? All right. Uh, let's go with, start with coffee or energy drinks? Coffee. I can't drink energy drinks. I don't know what it is. Makes right. my heart act weird. Coffee doesn't do that to you? Oddly enough. Oddly enough. Anytime I, so basically what it is, I drink an energy drink, I'll have like a panic attack. Okay. Obviously, it's all my. It's all mental. Mm-hmm. Coffee, I get every single day. I don't know why there's a difference. There's just a mental difference. Do you have a favorite brew? I get from Dunkin' a large iced coffee, four mocha, three cream, three sugar, and then I go next door and I get my girlfriend's coffee at Starbucks. We have like a Romeo Juliet type thing going on, like <laughs> Dunkin' Starbucks rivalry. Yeah, I think we talked about this two weeks ago. I'm the I'm the uh, the opposite of both of you. I'm I'm a Tim Hortons person, but I don't really like coffee. I just like Tim Hortons food. That's I don't think I've had Tim Hortons. I'm not opposed to trying it though. Uh, there's one in Akron. Uh, not not that far from the Shrine, but it's also not like super close. Uh, but it's like the only one in Northeast Ohio. Like the next closest one is in Ashland. There used to be a few more, but they all closed, sadly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, question number two. 
Step Brothers or Talladega Nights? Step Brothers. Shaw Mason quotes Step Brothers on the regular for the good and the bad. And that movie is always funny every time I watch it. Not that Talladega Nights isn't. Step Brothers is just just superior, at least I think. I'm I'm more Talladega Nights, but I I feel like they're both funny. They're both great. I've always said I just prefer Talladega Nights because you add in uh, the element of NASCAR. For some reason, I think just makes it funnier. Like uh, whenever there's that one wreck in the movie and they interrupt it with an Applebee's commercial and then come back to the to the the wreck still happening. I don't know that that shit's funny to me and the uh, shake and bake and like I I can quote that one a lot. So I'm about to bury myself here, but while being trained at the exchange, my boss asked me, what movie is better, Karate Kid or The Goonies? And at the time, I hadn't watched the original Karate Kid, not the Jaden Smith one. I hadn't watched the original Karate Kid, and I said, oh, The Goonies. And that was collectively among the employees the wrong answer. And um, I kind of got buried at the exchange for a temporary time. So... I don't know if that is the same on the same level as that question. If it is and I'm oblivious to it, I'm sorry. Uh, no, because it's just there's no right or wrong answer. There's people that like Step Brothers more and there's people that like Talladega Nights more. And yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any wrong answer. When it comes to that one of Goonies and Karate Kid, I didn't watch Karate Kid until I think it was last year. And then... I didn't watch anything else until earlier this year. And I watched two, three and all of Cobra Kai. Like I went on like a little binge of it and I'll probably say I like, I kind of like Karate Kid more. Karate Kid's awesome. But I, but I also say I like Karate Kid two more than one, but it's mainly Mm -hmm. because I knew most of the stuff about one. So there was no like real big surprises or anything to me. Like it was just, I was just finally sitting down to watch it. But with two, I became a huge fan of Chosen because I was like, this dude is more of a badass than Johnny. Why does everybody love Johnny so much? Give me Chosen. So when Chosen ends up coming back in uh, Cobra Kai, like I went, I went nuts. Like, yes, he's fucking back. I'm glad. I'm glad that you like that. All right. Question number three. Um, favorite video game console. Oh man, this isn't fair. <laughs> this is not fair at all. Um, I, well, so I'm currently on the PS5. I play the PS5. Um, as to what the best video game console is of all time, I would say right now there's a tie between the Xbox 360 and the P2. Personally, I I don't know which one to pick. I don't. I can't. I'm see. I'm more of a retro person or what I grew up with and like I'm Super Nintendo. I have a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in it. I love that system so much. I don't know if this is one of your questions. And if it is, I'm sorry to jump ahead. Along with the system, I need to tell you I need to advocate what my favorite wrestling game is. I already know what your favorite one is, but you can tell everybody else. Okay, my favorite wrestling game is WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2007. The only flaw with that game is probably the control and the stamina system. But Sean Mason's music's also on the soundtrack. So I want to say 
I owned, I owned, I think I owned 06. John Cena, Batista on the cover. Yep. And I owned it on PSP. Sorry to, I'm sorry to hear that. Yes. Uh, for a short period of time, I owned a PSP. You know what? There were, there were some fun games to it. Eventually, I kind of lost interest in the system and sold it, but... It's like the concept of it was definitely ahead of its time. Yeah, and I kind of, I bought mine for like fairly quick. Like I I think it was out like a short amount of time. I have to double check when it was officially released, but I bought it in like June of 2005. So it was like fairly new. And there was like a Twisted Metal game for it that I loved because I love Twisted Metal. Um, uh, Midnight Club Dub Edition. That was a fun game. I loved the hell out of that. And then there was like some other stuff, but yeah it's about that's about when i was getting into like when i was first exposed to wrestling yeah yeah and technically with the fa5 question there is no working ahead because i have so many like and nice. i'm just i'm just picking from a list of what i what i want to ask cool. i'm gonna ask a new one i got this yeah. one off of uh instagram a friend of mine the people know that i've mentioned her before uh went to school with her former ufc ufc fighter jessica Evilai. She posted this question on her Instagram story, and I'm like, this is a good question. Fries or tortilla chips? That is interesting. And I would say it's, what are you eating it with? You know what I mean? So, like, tortilla chips. I mean, yeah. That, that, are, we, are we good? Go ahead. I mean, there's, when it comes to fries, like, there's different kind of fries, and, you know, what are you dipping it in? But, like, when I think tortilla chips, like, I think the ones that you get at Mexican restaurants, the ones that are fresh... And I, like most people, have a hard time putting those down. Like, even when you, like, you're like, oh, okay, I, I, I'm not going to eat anymore. Five minutes later, you're eating more, and you're like, what, 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 why did I do that? I said, no, I'm done. Like, it's addicting. Like, chips and queso, or, like, tostitos and, like, like salsa, like, they're so good. Like, I can't put those down either. But fries, like, if I get my plate... Maybe I'll eat like a bite of whatever I got, but I'll eat the fries like automatically eat until they're gone. It's like one of the first things I eat. So I don't know. Again, is that a tie? I, I, that really depends. Um, I got to answer. I can't keep saying tie. I'm going to choose. If I had to choose one the rest of my life. Ooh, that's so tough. Maybe fry. I'll just go fries. Yeah. Fries are a little more versatile too, but I, I kind of lean more towards tortilla chips, but it's only because like i said i've there's that impulse uh of when it's in front of you to just like you're just eating without thinking Mario chips and queso is amazing and i think about it a lot i need to go to a mexican restaurant soon i haven't been to one in a little while <laughs> all right question number five uh let's go with this is a classic one uh wings bowing in or out i feel like this answer to this question will determine who lets me travel with them on car rides? <laughs> Potentially. I would say overall taste, bone in is substantially better. Mm -hmm. But I find myself for convenience purposes ordering more boneless. Like if I'm on the go yeah. or at work, I'm gonna order boneless like so I can just eat them quickly. Whereas to if I'm like invested into a Browns game, I'm gonna sit down and get boned in because like I don't care what the barbecue sauce where that where that goes. So mm -hmm. if I had to choose one, if I had to choose one, oh, it's so convenient for bone. Man, 
you know what? I'll stick it. I'll die on this hill. Boneless it is. Okay. What place has I your favorite like, wings? That's a great question. Um, okay, I'll give you. I'll give you Wingstop. I get a lot of boneless barbecue wings at Wingstop. However, there's this hidden gem: the Valero gas station in Parma Heights on Pearl Road, right by the Exchange. Actually, they make these excellent boneless wings, and they always get cheese fries with them. Just a great little combination. Hmm. Next time I go down that way, I might have to. They have like their own little diner. Yeah, might, the, the layer. might have to try that because I I work off of a road that's off of uh, Pearl, but it's in like Strong Cell. Nice. What's your favorite uh, sauce? I always get I always get honey or yeah honey barbecue, some form of barbecue, whatever the barbecue one is. That's kind of uh, same thing for me. Like barbecue is my go to, and that'll determine whether I like it or not. Uh, when it comes to my favorite place, I used to always say Quaker because like I love their barbecue, like their barbecue is hands down my favorite. I go and buy bottles of it to keep at home, which I got to go buy some because I'm out, but hands down love it. I've sure? noticed I've noticed lately I don't like their wings as much and I've I'm now lean more towards Wingstop, but I will I prefer Quaker's barbecue sauce, but the overall food and wings at Wingstop just better i would pay to watch an aiw i don't know if i'd do a whole show a match or a show where the, both wrestlers ate like the hottest wing no to man and had a wrestling match so basically it would be like um hot ones but they wrestle in, be- in between that'd be it'd be brutal as a wrestler that'd be absolutely terrible well especially like having some of that sauce on your hands oh man so you, you know you're going for like an eye gouge at least once. Hey man, if the ref's not looking, <laughs> that's not that's not the Shaw Mason way. But can't say for my for the fellow locker room. All right, question number six that I tailor around my guest for you. Uh since you use Discogs, what are some notable things you got on your want list? <laughs> Let's check that out. My want list. Cause that is one thing I love about Discogs is I will like keep track of stuff that I want. So when I go to places like the exchange or certain record stores, I am going through that list and looking to see if I can find what I'm looking for. I have bone thugs and harmony strength and loyalty soldier boy. I soldier boy. Tell them, um, I could have bought this today. Trial called quest low in theory. Uh, I have a lot of Jay-Z ones that I want in here. They're just really expensive. Uh, oh, this is a fun one. Lonely Island, Turtleneck and Chain. That's a that's a cool one. Uh, on vinyl? Yeah. Oh, if I ever find that, I might buy it. Because <laughs> I do like that album. It's ranging from like 39, 40 bucks. Uh, I need Liquid Swords on vinyl. But yeah, I, it's just a lot of Jay-Z on here. Some Wu-Tang Clan. Yep, that'd conclude my one list. Let me see. I'll I'll share some of mine. I'll go through here real quick. I'm not obviously gonna say everything. Um I did mention, you know, I want the uh, Billy Eilish's uh When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? The Target exclusive that uh Close in the Dark. The I want the single version of uh, No Time to Die, because that's actually the song that got me into listening to her because I I like Bond themes. 
like I always like whenever they released it, the each song I would try to listen to it. Like the one that probably like really, really kicked it off for me was uh was Adele Skyfall. And then I remembered like I I remember when the garbage uh theme came out, which they did uh The World Is Not Enough. And I was kinda like that. So when I heard like this was the one that for uh No Time to Die, I'm like, oh let me let me listen to this. I'm like, oh like it's Billy Eilish is like pretty good. Let me go listen to some of her other music and boom, I became uh became a fan. Uh I have uh the forty five for the Super Bowl shuffle by the Chicago Bears. That is a really cheap record and I'll probably never find it in person, but I, I eventually I will pull the trigger and finally buy it. Um I actually have some local bands that were around when I was growing up. Uh, I have them on here. Most most of the time they don't show show up, but I have it in here just in case. A band called Hate Theory and a band called Dolly Trauma. Go go past my ICP. I know people don't really like him right now, but I do want uh, Kanye West 808s and Heartbreaks on vinyl. I want it on CD too because I don't have it at all. But yeah, I think on vinyl would be awesome. Ooh, I definitely... Kumo D is definitely... I need more of Kumo D and vinyl. The Batman soundtrack, which is a basically a Prince album. So uh, I want that one. And uh, with the last mention last... Oh, since this is wrestling related, uh, Power Driver, the wrestling album two, I want that on vinyl. I have it on cassette, but I think vinyl would be really cool. And that one I could get whenever I just waiting to pull the trigger. All right. That's, uh, that'll do it. Any, uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Well, I just want to say thank you for letting me on this, this podcast. I mean, this is my first, first one, I would say, and I'll do it again anytime you want, for sure. Um, shout out the exchange. Shout out AIW. Um, these guys, wrestling is a great world. I'm glad that you, you know, we all get to share the same interests. Um, come December 30th, December 30th, yeah, December 30th. Uh, we're gonna have one hell of a show for this last, what may be the last Odeon show. Um, we're bringing the heat, and this will be a must see show. Um, that's all I can say for that. Gotta show up and find out. You want to throw out your uh, social media? <laughs> yeah, follow me on social media. Instagram, Shaw Mason Wrestling. Facebook, Shaw Mason. Inst- uh, Twitter, Shaw Mason underscore. That's all I got for you on the, sh- on the socials. And, of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Hive. Much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Your Everless is fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean Cheers.podbean.com. And all of those links are in the show notes and under the link tree link check out our podcast friends such as pod van dam super fantastic podcast it's evolution baby the indie cast sobros network biff radio game marks podcast powerbomb jitsu spotlight series fully posable positively pro wrestling iwtv guide if you catch my grift at odds with wrestling marks with mics x over 
the Powell Driver Podcast, Tornado Tag Podcast, the Uncut Wrestling Podcast. This ends at Prom and Porch Talk, and check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as The Mystery Men, Red Light Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Danger Zone Video in Juliet, Tennessee, Heart of Gold, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And the exchange, I will be sending you a bill for all those plugs. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max, signing off Ohio, Good night. The world, Good night. We love you, we'll see you next week